Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of Global Affairs Talk, and it's still your girl Ewaulua. And today, hmm, I have a very, very <laughs> important guest in the studio with me today, and um, I'm very excited about this episode because I know that we're going to be spilling a lot of, a lot of things here. We're going to be learning a lot. So, guys, we have Baby Sola in the studio. Baby Sola, say hi to the listeners. Hello, guys. <laughs> Well, yes, and um, from the title, I'm sure you can see that I'm talking about food security. So, Baby Sola is a nutritionist, yeah. and um, she's a very good one, very intelligent, very oh, brilliant. You, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes, she's she's a nutritionist, and she has a YouTube um, channel. Yes, where she talks about um, nutrition tips and all. You guys can go and check. I'm going to drop um, the link below and subscribe. And subscribe, guys. So, Baby Sola, welcome to. Welcome to the podcast. Thank Welcome you. to the studio. Thank you for coming to Global Affairs Talk. Thank you, and, um, thank you very much. I will call you and you know you are rich to be here. Of course, I will agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we're going to be talking about food security, and it seems like this is for those nations that are struggling. So, guys, 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 listen. This is now we need everybody. You that are listening to even me, me. We need this knowledge because. This issue is something that happens to everybody, regardless of the region you're from, the family you are from. Yeah. It's something we really do need to um, know about. Um, yeah, it's that issue. Yes. Food, food insecurity yes. is affecting yes. the entire world, and that's even why the second SDG, um, second SDG deals with zero hunger. So, if there is a sustainable development goal that has to deal with reducing hunger, you know that food insecurity. Um, okay, before we jump right into this episode, Bemisola, please can you introduce yourself to the listeners, let them know about who Bemisola is and you know, okay, that's those kind of things now. Yeah, yeah okay, hello guys, my name is Bemisola and I am a registered nutritionist here in Nigeria. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my generic introduction and yeah, I'm a registered nutritionist, I am a passion in digitization and nutrition, the food to trend. I also have a YouTube channel like I was said earlier that you guys should check it out. Hmm. Right. Uh, okay, thank you for the brief introduction. And um okay, can you give us a brief introduction on what um, food security is? What is food security and food insecurity? So we know what I will just let's start with food security. So if you understand what food security is, we can now understand what food so food security, basic definition is when every everyone, all people at all times have sufficient and safe access to food. So when we're talking about food security, people have to have access to food. The food has to be accessible, it has to be available, and it has to be stable over time. So it's not something that there is food present in probably when you harvest, like when we're talking about Nigeria. There's a particular season of harvest, and after that harvest season is over, then we are back to scarcity. So, food security is every single time at every single point, people should be able to access food. And when we're talking about food insecurity, that means for one reason or another, people are not be, are not able to access the food that should be used for their health or for their um, for daily activities. So we're looking at the food is not available. We're talking about um, famine. Or about droughts or climate change, the food is not affordable. People can afford to probably due to economic recession or 
all of that is so food security food insecurity just have it at the back of your mind that everybody should be able to access and afford so thank you very much for that um, i'm sure listeners now can differentiate what food security is and what food um, insecurity is and is it safe to say that most niche is it every nation that um that is food or is it like but a peculiar to only developing nations? No, I would say that every single nation of the world is food insecure. But it is worse for developing countries because when you look at the prevalence of food insecurity in a country like Nigeria, it's it's you can't compare it to um, somewhere like the United Kingdom or um, Norway. So there is food insecurity everywhere, but some countries or some nations are having worse. Okay. I'm so for guys to know what developing nations are and developed nations are so because now we can't use um even we can't use the particular word third world nations you yes. don't call them third world nations again because it's a bit insulting to these nations and their ego uh, so now we use developed nations and developing nations yes in international relations jargons um that our our <laughs> register okay so um developing nations are nations where the average income is much lower than um, in industrial nations and industrial nations are also um, developed nations. So if we are talking about developed nations, you know the United States, um, China, we're talking about Japan, talking about the United Kingdom, Russia, Germany, and those are developed nations, industrial nations where um, the average income is higher and the GDP is higher in terms of everything, both in economy and other infrastructures. So developing nations are the ones with the average income that is lower than these developed nations. For example, Nigeria, part of developing nations. Uh, oh, please, please, at least other some nations in Asia too, even South America. Um, they are, they are classified under developing nations too. We have most of the countries in Africa, if not all. I was going to say all, probably like, all. Probably all nations in Africa. God bless Africa. We're going to get there. Are classified as um, developing nations. We have um, India is still classified as developing nations. Yes, but they are actually coming up very quick and in in in, in very quickly now they're going to not they're not going to be classified as developing nations anymore because they're really doing well. Um Thailand, um countries in South America we have Brazil, Mexico yes, Brazil should be should, should be part of developing nations. Even Mexico is part of um the developing nations also. So with that we can know that this uh, this um, that's the classification of what um, developing nations are. Um, okay, so like the question I asked before, are developing nations food secure? Can you just like, shed more light into that? Are we food secure? Obviously, we are not food secure. Um, I already talked about the poor world is not even food secure and how developing countries have it worse. And um, that's probably because of, um, we talked about the average income. For Nigeria, the average income is less than a dollar. Mm-hmm. And in the definition of food security that I gave earlier, when all people at all times can have the access to food and they should also be able to afford it. So, um, for the past couple of years now in Nigeria, the income has been, Naira has been devaluing more and more. And so that that's just one major cause of um, food insecurity. And we also have um, conflict in like, um, the northeastern part of Nigeria. So, in short, Developing nations are not food secure due to a number of reasons. It could be economy, it could be 
conflicts it could be um just general things a lot of factors can determine food insecurity how do we measure um, level of food insecurity okay um, and we measure food insecurity and um, and food security from the definition that i gave so i said um, all people at all times so one thing we looked at when we were measuring food security which also goes down to the pillars of the food available mm-hmm. so we're looking at okay yes food is available the farmers just harvested here so the food accessible so for um, maybe communities where they are deep far from town or communities where um, they are experiencing climate change and they don't have enough harvest the food is not available and is the food accessible now the food might be available but it's not accessible so um, that's why things like transportation comes into play so for example a community is far from where they are producing. Let's say there's a farm and then the nearest um, farmer's market is like 10 kilometers. It's not easily accessible. It's not something I can pop in and pop out. Now, is it affordable? That's another interesting mm-hmm. thing. Now, the food is accessible, it's available, but can I afford it? And that, that is one of the major problems of food insecurity in Nigeria. Food prices are skyrocketing every single day. Like more and more people are displaced. People can afford even the basic um, Food community and So we look at um, accessibility, we look at availability, we look at affordability, and then um, we now look at stability. Now stability comes into play where I was talking about farmers harvest and after the harvest season, things are no longer available. So now currently in Nigeria it's tomato season and tomatoes are ridiculously cheap right now. Mm-hmm. Give it three months by February tomato is out of season and it's now expensive but currently as tomato is in season you go to the market and you see there's a lot of more but we're not preserving for the for when it's going to be out of season so when it's out of season because of scarcity obviously the prices are going to increase and some people can no longer afford it it's not that i'm accessible and available as it's where right now so that is one um, those are like the things you look at when you're talking about Thank you very much Jesus, for that. I'm sure the listeners um, are learning, have learned a thing or two. And um, okay, what are the major factors that um, that influence global food security? Okay, um, one factor would be economic sector. Yeah, so obviously economy affects everything in all of our lives. And if there is not what, what's the word international relations. Money is not in, in the circulation, yes. So that obviously affects the purchasing power of food and people can and afford food. Now that goes to affordability. So that's one major impact or influence. Another thing would be conflict. Now, um, areas that are war um war-torn countries can there's there's this there's a um for like say diminish diminishing um, supply of food for them so they can they can access access yes, food. And that's why we have um, the um, WHO and United Nations doing things like RUCF, Friendly Therapeutic Food, and they have like food aid. So um, that's another thing that affects food security. Um, another thing that I would say affects food security would be, let me just put that improper planning. Because um, I was giving the example of how currently tomatoes are in season, and in the next couple of months, they will have a season. As a country or as a 
parents have enough of teenagers? How do we make sure that this lasts up for the coming years? How do we preserve it? Mm-hmm. So lack of proper facilities to aid them storage and preservation is also another factor. Yeah. Thank you very much. And um, I'd seen this day when I was reading um Farmers, the ones that produce this food, are the ones that actually are, more, are food. Um, they have they express this food in different ways, and it's just like how they are the ones producing it. In fact, they are the ones almost supplying the food for um, the global food um, national system. The food is just going around, but what they produce, they are being you know exported to other countries, and people are feeding to them. So how come they are the ones making this food, and at the same time they are the ones Including to like how be malnourished and how like is a bit yeah okay there is something called agricultural okay. and it's it's very common with these farmers that you, you talked about so a farmer plants maybe rice or maize and then decides that I want to sell my maize I sell my produce and probably send my children to school or do whatever now most of the time this um, agricultural cultural well let's say um, farmers or these people don't always don't always factor the income they get agricultural income is always used for other needs they don't use it to sort out their own nutrition and that's why they always feel insecure it's always like let's sell what we what we um, produce and then we can use it to buy most of the time they always use it to buy processed food so yes so it's like we're using our money and we're probably making have a dairy farm, we sell the milk and then we go buy something like mm-hmm. we buy something like or we even buy clothes, we buy other things, we sort of other needs forgetting or neglecting our own personal needs and that's why they always need to job so agricultural income we get is always used for other needs okay okay hmm hmm, I said before that she's very intelligent and very brilliant okay that was very nice Okay, um, what sort of um, impact of food security in international development? Because like you know, international development is a thing, yeah. and um, <laughs> food has to be, food is just one of the, because it just has to be one of, one of the things that play this international because if people are on, because that's the other things that were like fighting for kind of net. So, we thought about the impacts of um, food security, of being food The very first impact of food insecurity, if I'm getting your question right, is basically it means the malnutrition. So because people can't get the same, people can't get the food that they need to meet their daily requirements or their nutrition requirements, they end up being malnourished. And now malnutrition itself now has a burden. Now that that now affects that affects um, the old, the cognitive development of children. Children are like a vicious cycle now so people are food insecure they become malnourished they give birth to malnourished children malnourished children grow up to become malnourished adults that can't function properly in society because malnutrition affects cognitive ability it affects performance and all of that and then because of that poor performance now they have they put in very little to the growth of the economy and that, that cycle continues so that now leads to more food insecurity more malnutrition 
poor economic development and cycle continues until someone comes to break that chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Thank you, thank you very, very much for um, the point you broke from the beginning even till now. Uh, very nice. Very, very Thank you. So, any tip for the listeners and also yourself? Yes, on what can we do? Okay, for for the um, solution to food insecurity, so as individuals, one thing is um, if you have a particular food item that you buy and it's in bulk. Try to find ways to process and preserve it. Like if you buy tomatoes or I'm going to be using the example of tomatoes because it's one thing that is in season and it pains me to see it waste. So if you buy tomatoes in bulk, you could try to um, puree and dehydrate and then you can store for like four months or more. Mm -hmm. Another thing will be um, besides processing as an individual, try to look at people that you can help. Now that comes from the humanitarian someone that or a family or an household that is food insecure, how can you help them? And also looking at the agricultural aspect of it, it's always um, encouraged that as, a, as an individual or as a household, as a household you have um, a home garden, so you're planting what you need. So that, that's one major solution to food insecurity, planting what you eat, preserving it, and just making sure you're storing properly. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Part of the topic for today, but just something that will go. And as an institution, it's one major thing that I always tell when I tell clients that if anybody tells you that there is this particular food, there's a whole lot of people who tell you that they tell you this food is bad. Please don't listen to that person. You're no good or bad foods, and I always emphasize on that. There's no food that is a miracle food or a wonderful, and there's no food that is demonic. Certain foods have been demonized. So what you have to do, or one major problem um, individuals is when it comes to portion control and moderation. So if you're going to have ice cream or you're going to have pizza, you're not obviously going to be having that every single day. Okay. Yeah, so you moderate. Okay, I'm, I'm craving pizza because food is also emotional. You don't mm-hmm. if you're not enjoying <laughs> if you're not enjoying what you're eating, then don't even bother <laughs> eating it. Yes. So you have to enjoy food and if you're going through all these diets, another thing that I will say is don't don't stress yourself undergoing all these so-called diets that will not end up working. Just ensure that at the end of the day, nutrition is individualized. It's you and you alone. You're mm-hmm. different from the next person. Your, your makeup, your genetics, your body composition is different from another person. So the fact that something works for someone doesn't guarantee yeah, that it would work, work for you. you. Yes. So I think I think I've given you three points now. <laughs> One is nutrition is very very individualized. It's you and yourself alone. Another thing is there are no good or bad foods. And the third thing is thank you very much, Jusela, for coming to the podcast and thank you for everything you said in the beginning, even till now. Thank, thank you very much. We're going to have the podcast next time. Okay. So with this, listeners, thank you for listening to today's episode. Your back, yes, talk. Um, do share with your 
friends and families and do give your favorite podcast a review on apple podcast and also you know that the podcast is available on different podcasting platforms on google podcast apple podcast overcast teacher uh it's on radio public it's on amazon music different podcasting platforms even by googling Talk on on google you'd call you'd see um, links to different platforms where you're going to listen to the podcast and you could also listen to the former episodes also where we you know invited guests to come speak on different issues so this is still your girl until we meet next next week bye